Can you start? Are you ready? <sighs> I'm as ready as I'll ever be now. I'm sure someone's listening in on how passive aggressive we are to each other. What? You mean the past hour that we didn't record? <laughs> but we on Skype. <laughs> so we, what you're saying is that we should call up the NSA. <laughs> you know, we don't, you don't even call up the NSA. We can call up Microsoft and say, hey, can please can you give us the recording of that Skype call? <laughs> For once, you spying on us is a good thing. Where are you going with this? It seems to be a, the thing now. It's common knowledge that contractors are listening to us regardless of who you of who you're talking to they're not listening to skype calls though right they're listening to like cortana and siri and alexa alexa that was it does google's assistant have a name hey google it's just google boring but could you just give you can just give it another name i don't think so you're supposed to do a preppy okay google listening to my conversation but they're listening all the time to write for your prompt as well i guess yeah but in theory they're not actually listening to that so how do you feel about this there's so much outrage i don't i don't care i don't i don't actually use any of these voice assistants not even like in a very light touch kind of way no i tried for a little bit i actually started trying to use them because i was like there's all these voice assistants now i should try making the most of it but no i just thought it was kind of pointless so you won't tell siri to set a timer set an alarm delete an alarm add a reminder call ting play music no i will just do all these things with my fleshy human thumbs and if i could tell siri to play from spotify i might use it but i can't okay I did make a hilarious attempt to use Siri to control Spotify because there's the shortcuts app, which used to be the workflow app. And I tried to get some workflow that used some insane text to speech thing and then pumped that into some Spotify web API. And then, I don't know, it was a disaster. I was like, I can't, you know, I can't even remember what the magic trigger phrase was, but I remember telling it to play something and getting some completely ludicrous other thing at the other side. I was like, well, deleting this shortcut. Shortcuts is such a good idea, but it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Yeah. I just, seriously, Apple, just give us a proper API. This drives me crazy. And this is actually like, this is driving me crazy in my job as well, actually. You're like, just, Please give me a way to make one app call another app and then go back to the first app again. Like seriously, like literally I've wasted hours of my life trying to make iPhones do these things. But isn't that a normal thing like WhatsApp will open Chrome or Safari and then you can go back to WhatsApp? Well, sort of, but you're relying on the good graces of WhatsApp to have provided a universal link url that does exactly what you want but wouldn't you just do that within your own app well no because you need to the only way to open another app from your app is basically to open a url i see on ios android is much more sensible but full of malware in fact actually ios probably is also more sensible but a lot of apps aren't coded that way or sometimes it's not an app. Sometimes you're trying to do it from a browser. This is way off topic from where yeah, we started. Okay, fine. <laughs> Are you outraged? Are you saying anything sensitive no, to Siri? No, I don't use them either. I don't use them. <laughs> so what we've decided is that... This is totally obvious. The big brain players just don't use these voice assistants. Who uses these voice assistants? It's true. Like... Who actually uses these voice assistants? I think if you buy the Hue lights, you kind of sort of start your way down the slippery slope. Why would you control your lights with your voice? I've never understood this. Because you can. I've never understood this. There's a lot of things I could do. It's like, you know, I don't know if, this, if anyone had them. Like Lights you can control with a clap. They were everywhere on TV. It's so dumb. But I read about a... Um, 
an AI app building company. And the reality was they were just building them by hand. And what the AI part was the how it collects your specification, your requirements, and how it generated the spec of your requirements was using AI. But I think that was just a, a glorified form, if I'm honest. But the rest of it was um, engineers doing it for reals. I mean, I have no doubt that one day it'll be useful. We'll be living in the Star Trek future where it's like, hey, computer, use a recursive algorithm to fix the transporter buffer or something, and it will just magically do it. But Computer will be like, duh, I've already done that. It was obvious to me. It was trivial. <laughs> it was I don't need trivial. to wait for you to tell me. Idiot. <laughs> You're quite right, actually. By the time the computer can probably do it, it can probably also know that it should do it before you tell it to. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> All right, then. I really wish we had some tenuous link and talk about webs and stuff so I can link hilariously to Spider-Man, but I missed it or we didn't do it. That was a seamless fake transition there, Ting. Seamless. How do you feel about this? I know it's happening. I actually know nothing about it because I didn't read any of the news stories about it. I also haven't watched the most recent Spider-Man film. You just need to know that Spider-Man needs to leave the MCU because Sony and Disney can't get a deal together. Because of business. For business reasons. Which makes sense. Do business reasons make sense to you nowadays? Oh yeah, I'm all about business now. Serious, serious business. Let's burn down the Amazon for business reasons. Do you care? I don't know if I care. I don't know. Do I care about Marvel anymore? I... After Avengers Endgame, I think that was kind of enough. It was like 10 years of films. I'm like, okay, I'm done with this now. I just haven't watched any of them since. <laughs> I guess there's only Spider-Man since, but, you know, my statement is still technically true. Are you sad? Uh, no, because Disney is becoming some terrible monopoly. An even more terrible monopoly. Yes, they have... X-Men now. Is Spider-Man still Tom Holland? Or will the next Spider-Man film be someone else? I get the impression it will still be Tom Holland. I think he was quite a good Spider-Man. I feel like the Spider-Man character is not... It's the complete opposite of a, the kind of superhero character you would appreciate. I feel like you should be a DC Comics fan versus a Marvel. Really? Yeah. Why? Because it's too chipper. Tom Holland is too chipper. He's annoying. <laughs> just You want to just strangle the happiness out of him. The cheer. No. He's adorably chipper. <laughs> it's adorably fun. Adorably chipper. <laughs> what, do I, what, what heroes do I like? Actually, I mean, Spider-Man's kind of like amusing, but who's cool? I mean, like Iron Man, obviously. Everyone likes Iron Man. I like Rocket. Rocket's funny. In fact, all of the Guardians of the Galaxy are hilarious. Who's lame? Who's lame? Who's lame? Uh, who is lame? Hmm. Captain America. Captain America is kind of meh. It's never really clear to me how super he is. I mean, there's the super soldier serum that makes him kind of superhuman. But like, how superhuman is he really? Like, how superhuman is it possible to be, short of, like, having mystical powers? Actually, you know what? I mean, none of it makes sense. You just have to suspend your disbelief. Literally none of it makes sense. It's all woefully inconsistent, <laughs> especially Ant-Man. I'm singling out Ant-Man. Ant-Man, your powers make no sense. Yeah. I mean, when you shrink, do you get lighter? Or they say it concentrates your power, it's like a bullet, but then why can you ride about on an ant? I have no, I know nothing about ants here. Are ants the ones where they can they they don't take full damage? Is that true? Did I read that and just <laughs> They don't take full damage. That's a hilarious way of putting <laughs> they it. They don't know, right? They're hardcore. <laughs> well, that's more a size body mass ratio thing. It's like small things don't take full damage just because of the way air resistance works i think and like f equals ma if your m is a lot smaller then the f is smaller too i don't know how i was going to build that into ant-man being able to 
work with ants. Yeah, but that, that's the thing. If he shrinks, but he doesn't get any lighter, then he wouldn't be able to sit on an ant. He would just squash the ant. But if he gets lighter, then why is it that when he's really small, he can like throw a person? Or if being smaller does concentrate his power, then when he gets really big, shouldn't he kind of like yeah, blow like... away in the wind? <laughs> like Ant-Man's power is just like he changes size and he weighs exactly as much as whatever he needs to do requires him to. Are these common questions for Ant-Man? I've never... Isn't Ant-Man meant to be a bit of a doofus anyway? Like, he didn't invent any of his powers. So you can ask him these questions, but he won't be able to answer them anyway. It's perfect. Is that true? He he seems to know his quantum theory quite well. I don't know. Seems to be in Endgame. I don't think so. I thought he was kind of dumb. He was still dumb. It was all thanks to Mr. Stark. I mean, you know what? I'm not really a comic book expert. I've just watched the Marvel MCU films, so I don't really know what I'm talking about. Sorry. You should go to a comics podcast if you want insightful knowledge about comics. Well, this is why it's the pre-chat. I'm actually talking a lot about something I know nothing about. Oh, good. You're ready for the next step. I don't think we need to talk about the other films, to be honest. Yeah, but I was hoping that we'd talk long enough so that you accidentally mentioned something about planes and flying. Oh. Well, it's too late. I don't think I can segue into that now. <laughs> it's really weird. Like, when I try to look out for them, I really can't find them. But sometimes we stumble on them and it's fine. I mean, I think if you were looking for a plane segue and you told me you were looking for a plane segue, then I would have made some reference to Ant-Man being at the airport because that's when he grows really big. Talking of airports, where were you this weekend? I was in Singapore. But not for the first time, right? I mean, my family is from Singapore. My mum's side of the family is from Singapore. Actually, ironically now, none of my mum's side of the family lives in Singapore. And actually just my dad's side of the family mostly lives in Singapore. But whatever. I was in Singapore to visit family. But this time round, you were amazed by Singapore airport. Which surprised me because you're a regular. I, I'm not a regular. I mean, well, this is the first time I've been to Singapore for years. But yeah, Singapore has built the most amazing airport. But, which, which isn't news, right? I mean, it was news to me, but only because I wasn't paying attention at all. I mean, actually, this is a funny Marvel reference again, but I stepped off the plane and then I was like, am I in Asgard or something? Like, seriously, Singapore Changi Airport, Terminal 4. There's this weird ethereal chiming sound that just seems to be coming from like nondescriptly everywhere while you're waiting in the immigration queue. And then you look up and you see these kind of glowing rings. And yeah, there's this ethereal chiming and the rings are just kind of like pulling themselves into different strange formations. And I don't know, it was weird and amazing. And then on the way back from Singapore, I went to the Jewel, which is basically a shopping mall that they built inside the airport and the jewel is amazing like you step in the door and there's this like long sight line along this walkway to well basically a massive indoor waterfall i think they call it the rain vortex and there's like this torrent of water falling down into like this whirlpool down into the basement it like it's incredible i've never seen anything like it and it's a kick-ass shopping mall so you'll go back again? Yeah, I go back again just to visit the shopping mall. No, I really didn't have very much time to shop because I was actually in Singapore to visit a relative who's very sick. So it was actually quite a serious trip. And thus, I didn't go to the airport until relatively soon before my flight. So I just went straight from the hospital to the airport. And I had basically less than 30 minutes to walk around the jewel before i had to head for departures but yeah it was amazing it was amazing actually the other funny thing is that most of that 30 minutes ended up being spent in the pokemon store this is a really dumb story but i walked into pokemon store and they had this display of eevee and all the different evolutions like sleeping and i thought oh, this is really cute. And I took a picture and I sent it to a friend. 
And then this friend immediately replied, I want one. Can you buy me one? And I was like, wait, what? Are you serious? And they were like, yeah, I really want you to buy me one. This friend doesn't even live in Hong Kong. This friend lives in Germany. Like, how was I going to get it? (laughs) Anyway, long story short, I ended up buying a a sleeping Umbreon and then having to cart it all the way around the jewel and then back to Hong Kong. And now it's sleeping in Bill's PC slash underneath my bed until I can send it to Germany somehow. So you took it as carry on? I took it as carry on. It's absolute (laughs) madness. It's the only way. This is the last time I send cute Pokemon photos to anyone. It won't be the last time, I guarantee it. You can't help yourself. It it was really adorable. After I bought it, I was like, you know what? This thing is so cute. Maybe I should just keep it. And they were like, no, I'm sending someone around to collect it tomorrow. But then they didn't make good in that promise. So, but yeah, I seriously, I've put it under the bed so I don't get too attached to it because it is so cute. Maybe we need to put that one up. Put that one up? On the blog. I'll find a photo. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. Have with me today, Sir Michael. Hello. And myself. Timothy. We're a book club for games. But not today. Today, we're going to talk about Death Stranding. RTX demos. And cross-play, cross-save and cross by. So last week, as part of Gamescom, quite a few Death Stranding videos came out which told us nothing. Yeah, this game is a handful of months from release, and still nobody knows what it's really about. I mean, that might be a slight exaggeration. I think some people know vaguely what it's about. I hope Kojima knows what's, what it's about. I mean, I have no idea what this game's about. But that's how you like it, right? I mean, that kind of is how I like it. I don't know, it's funny. I've never been that into kojima games before because i think i just missed so many of them but then after playing the phantom pain i'm suddenly really interested because that game was i mean it was really good and it was really also wtf so i'm really i have no idea i'm really gonna play it because i've got so many other things to play but yeah i'm intrigued so there were Two character-driven trailers and one gameplay trailer-ish. Yes. So there's one where the dude is talking about BB and he's a hologram. It's called Dead Man. Yeah. And he just drops a load of completely whack terminology. <laughs> like, oh, it's synchronizing with the still mother in Not City. And I was like, the what? And it's like, BBs. BBs are just tools. Don't get too attached. No BB has ever lasted beyond a year. I was like, wait, what? It's a baby. It's a baby in a little thing. And it's synchronizing with the... Ah, blah. And then the next video is called Mama... And there's a lady and she is Mama and she has a mysterious ghost baby just floating around attached to her by a ethereal umbilical cord. Because that makes perfect sense. When you put it like that, actually. Do you notice also, I think Sam, is that the name of your character, is crying. He sees the baby and he covers his mouth and you can see like a tear running down his face. No, I didn't notice that. There's a lot of weird detail going on in these videos. Yeah, and then finally, there's the gameplay video where you can just pee on the ground and a holographic mushroom appears. And then using the magical extendo ladder to go into some bunker and connect it to the chiral network. The guy does the UCA dance, which is kind of like the YMCA dance, but with one less letter. And your postman. 
Yeah, that's basically what the game is about. You are a postman. You're a delivery boy. You are just making deliveries from place to place to reconnect people. It's a game about connection. Exactly that. <laughs> and wandering the wilderness. Yeah, it's very strange. I don't know. I mean, there's been so much weird imagery as part of this game, right? There's void outs. There's the whole recurring theme of like sea life beaching itself on the shore. There's the BTs, which are beached things, which are kind of like the dead ghosts that try and drag you under. Uh, I don't know. I, you played more Phantom Pain than I did. There's nothing... We don't feel like there's some sort of overlap. You can tell that they're both Kojima games. From the weirdness. I don't know how much weirdness there was in Phantom Pain. There was a lot of weirdness in Phantom Pain. There's the man who's on fire and the mysterious like gas mask psychic kid and the parasites that only infect you if you certain... Well, no, they infect you regardless, but they only kill you if you... Like... Oh, sorry, spoilers. But, you know... What? <laughs> so, I mean, this is, yeah, a game about making connections. And yeah, what do they say? People have built walls and become accustomed to living in isolation. I don't know. I mean, I'm quite intrigued because I do like just weird stuff and having to piece together things from incomplete information. But you have expectations on consistency and completeness of the law. Yes, but I also think that Kojima probably will be quite good with that. I mean, you're right. Nothing annoys me more than inconsistent lore. I'm just like, dude, if you're building a universe, you need to make it self-consistent. But yes, I mean, this is why I like stuff like Dark Souls. I think this is also why I like Evangelion, which I've been re-watching recently. And yeah, you know, some of the same intriguing things like this sense of isolation and the mystery and these giant things the barriers that people put up to separate themselves like parallels with the AT fields and stuff I don't know I I'm kind of interested but yeah will I buy it and actually play it I don't know but I want to be part of that first mystery I want to be part of like the first hundred people who all try and pee in the same spot to see what happens with the mushrooms that's what it's all about communal peeing that's the what connection that? I need to make with my fellow man. Let's all that's, be in the same spot. That's all we want. We want we want this to be in multiplayer. <laughs> we want to pee together. I feel like we should make a game about this. <laughs> uh, we could quite easily. We just need fluid physics. You've thought about this more than me. Sorry. So, do you care about the gameplay? Are you... Would you dare speculate on what the game will be like? I think it's funny that he said it's an action game, but we haven't really seen any action. Like All we've seen from the game is weird exploration with your ladder and stealthy bits hiding from BTs, but we haven't seen any action. Having said that, he said it's an action game in the same way that Metal Gear was an action game because the industry hadn't conceived that there could be a stealth genre yet and so they called it an action game because they didn't know what else to call it so what will this eventually be like a wtf game a wilderness exploration game a delivery game like i don't know but you don't think there'll be combat that's what it sounds like i don't know i mean they claim it's an action game so presumably that means combat though it could just mean running away I don't know how I feel about that. Imagine if there's literally nothing else beyond what we've seen. Imagine if it's literally just hiding from BTs and just walking and walking and walking and looking at the scenery. That could be okay if the environments are interesting. They'd have to be pretty damn interesting. Well, you know, in Breath of the Wild, it was okay to explore and just wander the environment. Okay, that's true, actually. I think... The environments in Breath of the Wild really were that interesting. And I was annoyed that I had to fight monsters. I was like, dude, I'm just trying to admire this mountain range. Can you just leave me alone? 
Although it's slightly more majestic in Breath of the Wild because I don't want to have to throw out a ladder to climb a mountain. That seems really, um, it doesn't seem very elegant. Did you get totally triggered by the fact he just left his ladder behind? He just, he just puts ladder up, walks into that place, and then just walks off a cliff and lands on his baby. Sorry, BB. <laughs> no, but now so you mention you, it. You left your ladder behind, man. They don't grow on trees. I did think it was pretty funny, though, that he's like looking behind him and then just steps straight off the cliff. And it's like, this is something that should not happen in a game because obviously you've got the camera, right? You can see. But if it was a human being, that could totally happen. You just look over your shoulder and just step off a cliff. I mean, the consequences of it, especially if you landed on a baby, that'd be pretty terrible. I can't believe they just did that for laughs in this trailer. But then we got to see, you know, baby soothing simulator. Oh, yes, that was unexpected. I wonder how annoying that would get. Probably extremely. Anyway, I'm not sure what we were really intending to say here, other than that we have no idea what's going on still. But for some reason, we thought it'd be funny to talk about it. It's funny to talk about how mad this guy is. It is. I saw a really funny theory that this is actually a matrix four tie-in because minor spoilers for the matrix the matrix is an artificial simulation of reality first they made a perfect world but the humans couldn't accept it so then they made like a more realistic world but then obviously in the matrix trilogy humans also don't accept it and break out what if they then decided hey the perfect way to keep humans engaged in the Matrix is just to make it so WTF crazy that they don't know what's going on all the time and they'll never be able to break out because they won't have anything to latch onto. Boom. <laughs> on that note, we'll move on. Nvidia. So, also as part of Gamescom, NVIDIA put out quite a few... RTX trailers? Yeah. I mean, I said there was RTX demos earlier, but I guess I just said that because that's what it says in the show notes. It was more that it was like a sizzle reel for upcoming RTX supporting games. It's it's already been a year since we spoke about RTX. I think it's kind of surprising that it's a real thing. I mean, I suppose I shouldn't really be surprised because they made it such a major feature of their current gen graphics cards. But yeah, the games industry really has embraced it, which I personally find surprising given that I don't think AMD has any equivalent feature. Haven't Sony and Microsoft said they will have ray tracing in their next consoles? Well, that's the thing. So... I think there is a standard DirectX 12 or whatever the number is now ray tracing, you know, feature set. And I'm sure that Vulkan or whatever the, you know, cross-platform equivalent API is these days has one too. But games aren't supporting that. Games are explicitly supporting RTX. And... I don't think there are any AMD cards out that obviously support RTX or that even support the cross-platform ray tracing features. So that, that I mean that's just why I'm kind of surprised because for years the industry was so much about consoles. They were saying, "Oh, we're releasing on console because we actually want to sell some units, right?" And does this mean that PC has become a more important platform again or just that they know it's coming in consoles eventually, so they may as well get it done on PC? But it just now. But it just sounded like you said AMD won't support it. So they're really just going to get some low grade ray tracing, which, you know, is there only a name, but really not there as a feature. No, I'm sure AMD will support it, right? AMD totally could support it. It's just that the current gen AMD cards don't have an equivalent marketing feature and their architecture is probably not optimized for, you know, all this parallelized, I mean, it's obviously still parallelized, but not precisely what these RTX equivalent, you know, hardware units are doing. So I don't know. It's interesting because it's just purely because 
the current gen consoles and the next gen ones as well are using AMD chips for both the CPU and GPU. So, yeah, presumably this means that all of this stuff and these games they're making, the ray tracing tech can be ported to the cross-platform APIs so that it will work on these consoles. Because otherwise, funnily enough, the only mainstream console that is using an NVIDIA GPU is the Switch, which is definitely not powerful enough to do this. But going back to your point about the PC market and does this mean the PC market is important again? Do you remember, or annoyed that I can't remember, there was some article about PC sales or the share of PC sales or something and you shared it with me? I also can't remember sharing something with you, but I don't remember at all what it was. Oh, I was hoping. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm... Well, whatever. Let's move on. Let's move on, yeah. Let's talk about these these games. Because I think even up to now, there's only th- a handful of games supporting RTX still. It's funny, I was going to say, oh no, I think there's quite a few, but then I realised I could only think of three? You've got Tomb Raider. I can't remember what the subtitle is but tomb raider you've got battlefield 5 and you've got metro exodus right yes and there's final fantasy 15 but that might be dlss rather than rtx i think that's dlss but in these trailers that we got well there's minecraft but it's not the good minecraft it's the windows 10 version of minecraft which i guess is okay it's the one that's actually (laughs) performance optimized and not a horrifying mess of java classes so i suppose it makes more sense that they've done it in this one as well but it does look quite pretty it looks very pretty because i'm used to the java version (laughs) yeah so that looks nice and a whole bunch of these other games. I'm trying to think of any of them are particularly worth mentioning. I thought COD looked impressive, which is which is not very creative of me. I'm really interested in control. Cause this game came out of nowhere for me. Like I had no knowledge of its existence, and then it appears to have just come out, have amazing RTX effects, and also just Again, sounds really intriguing because it's another bizarre WTF game where you are going into the Federal Bureau of Control, which appears to kind of be like some weird paranormal government agency. We're so different. We're so different. (laughs) Yeah, I'd quite like to play this game, but then I'm also thinking I've got so many games to play. Like, literally just so many games to play. My backlog is totally out of control. Not even my just, like, Steam games list, but literally, like, the games I intended to play. Like, my actual, like, shortlist backlog. Outrageous. I mean, I bought, to go vaguely off topic for a moment, like, you know, I just literally just bought Eliza, the new Zachtronics game, and Telling Lies, the new San Barlow game. When am I going to play those even, you know? You just need to prioritize them. Prioritize them properly. We'll talk about it in the next step. You just okay. need to okay. Save it for next time. Let's save it for next time. Be more intentional. But I'm like a leaf. I blow with the wind. Straight into YouTube and watch three <laughs> hours of Carl Sagan forty two. Sorry. I'll call out some. So there were Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Oh yeah, of course. I mean. That looks amazing, just in general. Watch Dogs 3. All right, Gov. And Bloodlines. Bloodlines is another one of those games where it's like, oh, I want to to play this game, but I probably will never get around to it. But all I sort of remember from all these three were just like neon lights. Everything was just looked more, slightly more neon, more vibrant than before. It's like, yay, emissive lighting. Yeah. 
I think a lot of the stuff must look much more impressive in motion. I guess that's why it's important to watch the trailers rather than just see screenshots. And I don't know how much of it really matters, but then I guess I've never played one of these games with all the, you know, RTX turned on. So I don't know. I mean, it's possible it's just much more immersive or much more realistic because suddenly reflections and off-screen things and stuff, it all just is really impacting the environment in ways that aren't possible with, you know, regular graphics cards. The other problem is, though, is like, do you have a 4K screen? Do you have HDR? No, to both of those things. Uh, maybe 4K HDR is as powerful as RTX, and I just don't know it because I don't have 4K and I don't have HDR. Yeah, it it seems that screens have got really, really good, and yet you still can't get like the perfect screen. Or maybe you can, but you'd have to spend a truly outrageous sum of money on it because you can get 4K or HDR or high refresh rate, but you can't get all of them. Maybe you can get two out of the three. Actually, I don't think you can get 4K and a high refresh rate. I think those two are mutually exclusive. But then the other funny thing is, of course, if you get a 4K screen, then you just need to buy a bigger graphics card. Just like, more graphics! Because, you know, it takes a lot of horsepower to drive a 4K screen. And I don't understand what's so special about monitors that makes them so expensive versus, like, consumer televisions. Are monitors expensive? I think monitors are actually pretty reasonable. I can buy a 4K HDR TV, but I can't buy a 4K HDR monitor at a reasonable price. Then why don't you just buy the TV? I'm not, because I just don't feel like, I think there's something missing. Surely I shouldn't be using the TV for, as a work, you know. I think it's going to be colour accuracy or refresh rate. I think those will be the issues. It must be accuracy. The other thing is it might perversely be easier to make a gigantic 4K screen than one that will fit on your desktop because the pixel density is much lower if you make, you know, like a 40 or 50 inch screen than if you try and make one that's like 20 something inches. They have to cram in the pixels much more tightly, which probably leads to a higher failure rate or something. So maybe that's why. I don't know. I'm just guessing wildly here. I have zero evidence for this. Yeah, everything everything is already too dense at that point. Like, what can you do? You can't be sitting within like 15 centimetres of your screen or something. I don't know. Actually, I mean, I have outrageously expensive monitors because they were really good monitors back in the day, but like eight years ago. But they're not 4K. So, I mean, they're still... No, they're still, they're still serving me well now, but they are, what, 1440p, 27-inch monitors with good color accuracy but they are not hdr they're not high refresh rate and i don't know but i don't really want to buy new monitors really because then i have to buy a new graphics card you don't have to it's like oh i have to (laughs) it depends if i want more than 30 frames per second true true otherwise you're just going to play some like play them in 1080p on a 4k screen yeah and then and then what would be the point of that yeah so i don't know whatever so basically you need to have someone come in and break your screens for you (laughs) no please no i can't (laughs) i just can't i can't be bothered to buy new monitors really it's just mail order it's even it's easy for you it's not mail order in hong kong (laughs) In Hong Kong, it's like, go to the store and then try and lug home a massive box. Two massive boxes. Yeah, let's be honest, it'd be two. But talking of like, of this, of graphics technology, right? You're saying DLSS is being lost in the, in the rush. I say rush, nothing's really happening (laughs) with RTX. Yeah, I feel, okay. I feel like we didn't actually say any of the the stuff about i mean this is the thing like the technology the actual underlying technology is kind of crazy like this is the thing i kind of meant to say and then just got massively sidetracked so ray tracing like real-time ray tracing was one of those things that's like oh in the future we'll be able to do real-time ray tracing but it was always just like in the future like 
a few years in the future. And then now it's suddenly now. And when RTX cards first started coming out, I was still thinking it's kind of a gimmick, but it won't really kick in until the next generation. Like people aren't really going to support it. But actually, there's been enough support. I mean, this is this is good enough, right? These games that are coming out and they look really good. So real-time ray tracing, yeah, it's here and it's real. Yikes. And then DLSS. I think we probably did touch on this offhand in a previous episode, but DLSS is weird, right? Like DLSS is crazy future tech. So you train a neural network on super high resolution, super high detailed versions of the scene. So you, you know, you go and render the scene of the game, like you play the game on some CPU farm at like 8K or 16K, you know, way high resolution. And you train a neural network on, you know, what the details in the scene look like. And then DLSS is when you want to play the game at 4K, well, you render the scene at less than 4K. So you get a really high frame rate. And then you just run the low resolution scene through this neural network and it just imagines the details back in to 4k and this is real time in real well the thing is a neural network training the neural network takes a long time but pumping some data through a neural network and what pops out the other side that can be done in real time really easily so yeah dlss it's not something you can just flip on for a game because they have to train the neural network which requires you know, a whole load of simulation time. And I guess they have to train it for different scenes in the game. I don't know exactly how it works, but yeah, then they just get those neural network weights and then put them onto these, you know, tensor cores or whatever on the card. And then, yeah, your GPU can just dream the details back into the scene. That sounds a bit mad. It's the Matrix! Yeah, but it's like, it's madness. It's oh, it's interesting. How does it know what details they're adding? Could it end up with like your face on my body and your <laughs> my face on your body kind of thing? Okay, that's very well, like... I mean, it's not really, on, it's not really <laughs> dreaming the details back in I know, I know, it's I like, know. It's, much, it's very much, specifically... It's much finer yeah. than that. <laughs> but it's still very strange. Anything left? Well... Neither of us has an RTX card, so I guess we're all just looking at this going, oh, interesting. I mean, I think NVIDIA released a driver update to enable RTX on the previous gen cards. All of them? I think it's just a matter of performance. So if you want to try and do it on a low-end card, you can do it, but you might get one frame per second. So, yeah, I mean, I haven't tried it at all but i think theoretically i mean i have a 1080 ti so theoretically i could get some level of rtx out of that you were lamenting that you bought a 1060 but you should have bought a 2060 yeah i should have because you when did you get your 1080 must have been three issue it must be it was a few years ago so it's time for you to get a new card anyway at any moment no i'm it's (laughs) It's the it's serving me perfectly well. I don't think I need to get a new one. Also, I feel like the 2080 whatever has been out long enough that I may as well just wait now. I got my 1060 in January. I could have easily got a 2060, looking back. You could easily have got a 2060. I don't know what you were thinking. You were you were concerned about the power situation, but I should have just let the thing blow up and then just got a new, you know, justified <laughs> replacing all the other bits and pieces needed. It's because you bought a Dell. Why? Who buys a Dell? Seriously, in this in this day and age, it wasn't even an Alienware Dell. It was just like literally a Dell. Because I didn't Dell. want to go to the shop and have to lug it back. I just wanted it mailed to me. <laughs> Dude, you're getting a Dell. This, this is. If only you could see the the shoulders. 
<laughs> yeah, okay, fine, you're right. I'm doing... I'm... Do they even do that in the advert? I don't know. In my in my imagination of the dude you're getting a Dell advert, the guy does some funny yes. shoulder jiggle and has did it for ting. This is the problem with mail order. Seriously, just, just go... It's Hong Kong. Just buy the bits and get them to like deliver it to your house. Although you have to deliver it to your house, it's true. Just just hop in a taxi or something. I don't know. It's too late now. You've got this nonsense computer that has like a toaster for a power supply, and thus you can't actually power anything. You're saving the planet. Oh, let's thank just, you. Let's just say that. I thought right? you didn't like, abuse me until. So hopefully, I'll learn from my mistakes. No, I mean that you you can buy that, and then I can justify flying on holiday rather than chartering a yacht to cross by wind power topical i think you'd enjoy the lot yacht <laughs> it takes two weeks <laughs> that'd be my holiday allowance used up immediately i mean like i'd get there and have to immediately fly back or i'd get halfway there and i'd turn around and come back i think we can move on The rules have changed. There's a fine line between right and wrong. And somewhere in the shadows, they send us in to find it. Watch your six actual. Target is in the main house. You have execute authority. Bravo 6, going dark. Start Lastly, let's talk about cross-play, cross-progression, stroke cross-save, and cross-buy. Cross-progression and cross-save are totally the same thing in my mind someone's going to write in or we're going to discover some article that points out how they're different and be like oh yeah whoops that's our disclaimer right there so a few games have mentioned how they're going to embrace this we've had COD who are going to allow cross play so PC gamers can play against console gamers I mean, is this really a revelation like Fortnite does this right Fortnite Fortnite plays the trail on this surely in a recent podcast that we are not a Fortnite podcast. So Fortnite doesn't exist to us. We don't care about Fortnite. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, fine. Yes, yeah, so it may not be new, but it's important for us because we've tried this before many a time. For instance, we both bought Black Ops 4, but on different platforms. Oh yeah, you only had it on PS4 and I only had it yeah. on PC. So we couldn't play together. Possibly for the best. Probably the only time where I would have shown you some ability in an FPS. The rest of the time, I'm hopeless. Yeah, this is what I was thinking, because I'm so bad at COD. I'd have to be like, oh, Ting, can you carry me? The, the embarrassment. So that works for us. And then Destiny 2 is the other one. But it's... Destiny 2 has cross-save. Yes not cross-play. So, as I was explaining to you before we started recording, your save game is accessible across the different platforms. So, you, you, you can nominate one platform save game as your cross-save. And once you activate that, that is the only save game you have. So, whether you're playing Destiny 2 on PlayStation, Xbox, or PC it will use those characters that you've nominated as your cross-save characters. But you can't play across platform. So when I'm playing my characters on PC, even if they were originally PlayStation characters, I can't matchmake and play with you when you're playing on PlayStation. To play with you on PlayStation, I still have to play on the PlayStation. But at least all the loot that I earned in that session, I can continue to use on PC with a different set of friends who are on PC. So... It's kind of not as good as crossplay, but it's better than nothing. Why don't they support crossplay? I don't know why they don't support crossplay, especially since it's largely well. Actually, I don't know. I in my mind, Destiny is largely a co-op game, but I guess there is the Crucible, and maybe some people consider that to be their main form of play. So who knows? 
And lastly, from the ones I wanted to raise anyway, there's Borderlands 3. Yeah, where they said crossplay was really important to them, but yes. it's not going to have it at launch. It just makes perfect sense for this one. I thought, well, you know, it'll happen. I think it'll happen, so it's fine. I don't know, because how would this work? Because Borderlands doesn't have, like, cloud saves for your characters, does it? Or it does have cloud saves, I guess, but they're also like... The character isn't stored on a server. The character is stored on your local machine and then uploaded to the cloud and downloaded again kind of thing. So it's not like it's like immune from hacking or something. So if I guess... Maybe there's the worry that you could make a character on PC and then use that to somehow jailbreak a PlayStation or something. Surely they'll change that for Borderlands 3. Because that's what happens with Borderlands 2, is that right? Yeah, I mean, I don't really know how Borderlands 3 is going to work. Borderlands 2 has problems with hacking. So they need to change how they do it for the third third one. Yes, it would it would make sense for them to look at it again and maybe do something slightly different. So these are the ones I wanted to raise. Are there any that you wanted to bring up or mention? I mean, what games that I would like to have had cross play. I mean, basically all of the random games that I've bought in the past where like the division, the division Two, monster hunter world overwatch, you know, overwatch is the worst one because I literally, most of these I own on one platform or the other, and I've had friends who have, I've had friends who are playing, for example, Monster Hunter World on PlayStation, and I've had friends who are playing on PC, and I've just had to choose. Okay, this time I'm going to play with you guys, so I'm buying it on PlayStation, or this time I'm going to play with you guys on PC. And then Overwatch, I literally bought it twice. I own Overwatch on PC and on PlayStation. That was a waste of money. It would have been way better if I could have just bought it once and then just not played it <laughs> once rather than buying it twice and not playing it twice. Well, no, I did play it, but I didn't play it anywhere near enough to justify having bought it twice. Just that everyone was really keen that I play it and it was the new hotness. So, yeah. Which actually also brings us on to cross-buy. Cross-buy would be nice. I don't really want to have to buy everything you've really suffered you've really suffered i I think all of the rest of you got embarrassed that i was having to do this so often and stopped and you eventually were like we're going to be playing this on playstation we won't force you to play on playstation i was like yeah sorry i'm buying on pc because mouse and keyboard's better bye i've actually stopped i've had to push back as well (laughs) you there are a lot more requests you don't see also because you've all got kids now you've all got kids now and you you never play the game anyway so there's no point me buying it let's be honest the good thing is you didn't buy anthem (sighs) (laughs) yeah you're right (laughs) we have no time but we managed to find time to find time for anthem of all things Seriously, of all things, yeah. What a disappointment that was. But yes, cross-buy would be nice. I know that Xbox has cross-buy now, at least for like Microsoft first-party titles. So you can buy it on Xbox, and then you can also play it on PC. Can you buy it on PC and play it on Xbox? I think so if you buy it on the Windows Store. So, I mean, so no one's, no one's going to do price. that. You but... <laughs> can't just pay the PC price and get it on Xbox. If you buy it on Steam. Because a lot of games are actually on on both, right? I say that. Is that true? I don't know. They're coming to Steam. I know that for sure. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of... Well, I mean, it's, I suppose it's all PC, but you can buy games on Steam and then get them on GOG. For example, there's this there's this kind of if your Steam profile is public, they have a rotating set of titles where they detect, oh, you already own this game, so we can add it to your GOG library as well. Things like that. And it would be nice if, say, like the Epic Store did that too, or you know, I mean they probably won't. Also, it's kind of moot because it's all on PC. That's just like minor convenience, I guess. So Yeah, I can't really see cross by coming in in any major form other than you know 
possibly Xbox to Windows because Microsoft kind of owns both. Yeah, that's the sad truth. It's just for business reasons. It's just business. I'm sorry. Business sucks. <sighs> so then cross save is pointless because I still have to buy two copies. Yeah, when you put it like that. <laughs> I mean, having said that, I do have two copies of Destiny. So although they were kind of both free, we got Destiny 2 free on PSN and we got Destiny 2 free from Active Blizzard. Was there a moment where you almost selected your PC characters, the main character? Uh, no, because I actually only have PlayStation characters. I literally never actually fired it up on PC. I just claimed it. So what do you make of all this? So for instance, I never thought this was coming. I'm surprised it's happening. I'm still surprised it's happening. I I wonder what we're seeing is all we're going to get. I mean, we're not going to get cross-buy. Cross-play will happen, I think, more and more. But cross-save, what, what's that about? Like, it might not even work at all if you... <laughs> if you only have one copy on one platform. Yeah, I mean, cross-save without cross-buy is going to be a very niche thing because only crazy people are going to buy it twice on different platforms. But cross-play, I think cross-play is a big deal and I'm glad that it's becoming more and more common and hopefully to the point where it literally just becomes expected. I think... Sony were the ones who are trying to oppose it, mostly because of their dominance in the console space. But I think that even they are capitulating now, fingers crossed. So, yeah, crossplay will be good. If only so I can just buy it on PC and don't have to, you know, you can just play on PlayStation if you like. Yay! But we can play together. Yay! But you'll have to match make with mouse and keyboard players <laughs> and get fine. headshot a lot. If, you know, if, if they're all, I don't understand why you why you play on PC when you can't do mouse and keyboard. What do you mean when I can't do mouse and keyboard? I'm fine with mouse and keyboard. <laughs> okay, fine. Sometimes I can't tell. <laughs> what are you trying to say? It's, it's been Actually, a journey. Okay, it's true. It's been My, a journey. Uh, it's been a journey. I think there was that period when I was playing a lot of PUBG and I did actually briefly become quite good. Scarily good. Irritatingly good. But then, yeah, PUBG went from being an everyday thing to a once a week thing. And now I'm pretty bad <laughs> again. I think that's relative. I think I'm sure you're respectable. Yeah, but I'm certainly not good. I think it's quite funny how quickly it goes. Like, my aim is definitely back to the, ah, spray and pray, <laughs> rather than the bang, bang, bang headshot. I remember you being weirdly good with the MP5, MP5, or... UMP. UMP. Yeah, but they've nerfed it now. It's very sad. I, I even take a shotgun over the UMP at this point. It's a tragedy. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> On that sad note... <laughs> We were Lost Levels Club. We still are Lost Levels Club. Please, please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. Please, please, please. You can find us on email. Mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club On Twitter. At Lost Levels Club. On Twitch. As Lost Levels Club. Is that it? That's all I care to mention today. We have a website. Okay. <laughs> Lostlevels.club. Yay. So, Mike, what are you grateful for today? Did you know this is the 100th episode <sighs> of the podcast? 100. I can't believe it. How sad is that? <laughs> what? Why is that, why is that sad? No, it's cause for celebration. Woo! There, there's uh, I don't know how many hours in total, but there are over 100 hours of recorded audio of us. Most of that you, which is oh, fine. Cripes. Yeah. So, I mean, this was a regular episode, but 
we're going to do a terrible self-indulgent, wow, we've done 100 episodes ep you're not, next time. You're not selling it at all. <laughs> okay, we're going to do an amazing celebration of the past 100 episodes. For you. It won't be a cheesy all, clip show. For all of you, right? For all you listeners. Not self-indulgent. Not self-indulgent at all. Not self-indulgent at all. So Michael says bye. Bye-bye.